Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. In the drawing room, a group of suspects gathered. The detective has solved the mystery. Ladies and gentlemen, the butler did it. <laughs> You'll never catch me. The butler darted to his getaway car. But what he didn't know is this is a Nissan sales event ad. Wait, what? And his car is no match for the detective's Nissan Rogue or its standard VC turbo engine. Save on one of your own at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Get 0% financing for 36 months on select models. Availability is limited. Shop your local Nissan store or nissanusa.com today. For well-qualified buyers, 0% APR financing for 36 months available on new 2023 Altima Rogue and Pathfinder when financed through NMAC must take delivery from new dealer stock. 36 months financing at $27.78 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary subject to residency restrictions and NMAC credit approval. Not all buyers qualify. Dealer contribution may affect actual price set by dealer. Contact dealer for details. Offer ends 4-3-23. Welcome, everybody. We'll, of course, uh, be welcoming our Moist Line friends, as usual, on a Friday on the 5 o'clock hour. We're also going to talk in the 5 o'clock hour to Eric Sadal with the... Uh, uh, Association of uh, Deputy District Attorneys for L.A. County. He's the president, and he is one of those who's attending this hour a news conference in El Monte, put on by the El Monte Police Officers Association, dealing with, of course, the death of those two El Monte police officers on Tuesday at the hands of a convicted one-strike felon who should have been back in state prison when he got arrested back in 2020 for possessing a gun, but... George Gascon's policies don't go in that direction. So he was free 
and he was at that motel where uh, he was having a tough time with his wife he separated from, and he opened fire on the officers, and we learned this afternoon that they were both shot in the head, uh, making it probably difficult to save their lives. We also spoke to uh, one of the officers' mothers. Uh, Olga Garcia. Olga Garcia was on. We're going to replay that interview also coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. But uh, this event, which is supposed to be happening in El Monte this hour, is to uh, talk about Gascon's policies and their effect on public safety. It includes the widows of a couple of police officers, including Tanya Owen, who's the widow of uh, L.A. County Sheriff Sergeant Steve Owen, who was shot to death up in the Antelope Valley in 2016. Yeah, and there's a fundraiser going on. You go to KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page. We have a link at the top of the page, and this is a fundraiser for both uh, slain officers, Corporal Michael Parides and Officer Joseph Santana. Just click the links, and uh, it's an organization called PORAC, uh, which stands for the Peace Officers Research Association of California. They want to raise three hundred thousand uh, dollars, and they're all well. Actually, two hundred thousand dollars. They're already past it uh, at two hundred and six thousand dollars. But their uh, their little graph goes to three hundred thousand. Anyway, the families are going to need the money, whatever the number is. If you could, if you could donate, we have the link on the website. Uh, the recall DA George Gascon campaign did put out a press release today, and you can kind of understand this because the way people interpret media stories is uh, they don't take in all the facts. And the story is this week that they have gathered enough signatures to meet the minimum threshold to qualify the recall for the ballot. That number is 566,857. However, they're afraid that what's happening out there is uh, it, people are going, oh, all right, they did it. We're fine. It's going to be on the ballot. Some may even hear this story and think, oh, he's been recalled. That's great. Yeah, I know. I know this sounds stupid, but this is the way the world works. <laughs> this is, this so they need a cushion. They need an additional 100,000 to 150,000 signatures to make sure they get disqualified. So they're putting out the, the word, go to the website. If you have not signed the petition, do it. We still need your signature. Yeah, it, it's really misleading. If they if they had the five hundred sixty six thousand, if it stopped there, Gascon will not get recalled. It's not going to happen because you know uh, what is it? The registrar's office are they in charge of the counting? They are the LA County okay. Registrar. Right? All right, all right. Uh, those people, they are going to twist themselves into pressed pretzels to cast doubt on some of these signatures. They're going to throw them out because somebody left a ketchup stain on the petition. Oh, they will. People, and people in political offices like this do not like recalls. No, no. So the, it doesn't matter, you know, how connected they are to Gascon. They just don't like recalls. The infrastructure, the government, and we're talking about the people here, the people who have devoted their lives to government. Guys, we're going to go to that uh, news conference, conference now in a, Monty. All right, let's do it. Moment of silence and remembrance of our fallen brothers. Please bow your heads. Thank you. Corporal Michael Paredes, Officer Joseph Santana. These two were my brothers, my colleagues. Corporal Paredes and Officer Santana did not show up to work today. I expected to see them walking through the door at the station with their smiles. That didn't happen today. Instead, I'm standing here trying to make sense of the unthinkable. 
My name is Ron Dannison. I am the president of the El Monte Police Officers Association. First, I'd like to share that today's gathering is happening with the blessing of Michael and Joseph's families. I ask the public to pray for them, especially for the children of Michael and Joseph. Corporal Mike Paredes was born and raised in Almani. He attended Almani schools, graduated from Arroyo High School in 1998. He started his law enforcement career as a cadet with the Almani Police Department. He became a police officer in 2000 and served this community for 22 years. Corporal Paredes is survived by his wife of 18 years, his 16-year-old daughter, and his 14-year-old son. Corporal Paredes served in multiple aspects of the department, including the Community Relations Office and the Detective Bureau. <clears throat> Corporal Paredes was loved by his partners who affectionately called him Pretty Boy. I'm sure when you look at his smile up on this picture, you can understand why. He had an infectious smile that would light up any room he walked into. Officer Joseph Santana was born and raised in Almani. He attended Almani schools. He graduated from Almani High School in 2009 and started serving this community in public works for several years before being hired as a deputy sheriff for the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department. He was a deputy for approximately three years before returning to this community as a police officer in November of last year. Officer Santana is survived by his wife of seven years, his nine-year-old daughter and his two-year his two-year-old twin boys. Officer Santana's dream was to be an officer for his community and was so excited to be a part of this family. He fit in immediately and was beloved by all he worked with. All of us who are sworn to protect and serve go about our day trying to keep people out of danger. We cannot do it alone. It takes the cooperation of all those involved. And one critical factor that seems to be missing is enforcement of the law. Gascon, it would be amazing to see this world as one big happy place where no one has bad intentions. But we all know the reality is far from that. Right now, there are criminals looking for opportunities and thanks to Gascon, we have them freely roaming our neighborhoods. We had two of our brothers murdered by one of them three days ago. Nothing will bring our brothers back, but we can prevent another tragedy. We stand with our community, the victims and the families who are mourning today to say that we have had enough. George Gascon, you do not get to continue to use our streets and our brothers and sisters in your experiment. You have failed the public you have failed these families. You have failed Michael and Joseph. I would now like to have Olga Garcia, mother of slain Almonte police officer Joseph Santana, come up and speak.
I talk now? Just a second. <laughs> I'm Olga Garcia. I am the mother of a good man. I want the world to know my son, Joseph Santana, a police officer for the Almonte Police Department in California. He was a great father, a great husband, a good American citizen, and a wonderful son. As a mother, my life has been destroyed. Joseph was murdered by a criminal that should not have been, should have been in jail. Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon gives criminals more rights than police officers. He has insane ideals about giving criminals a slap in the hand. Police officers are afraid to do their job to defend themselves because Gascon will put will not put them in jail. We need death row and three strikes law to come back. We need to enforce our laws so more police officers don't die. Yesterday I was slapped in the face when I was told that Gascon is going to pay for the criminal's funeral. I blame the death of my son and his partner on Gascon. Gascon will never know how I feel. Gascon will never know how he destroyed our families. He won't know how his children feel. Crime is so high in California because criminals don't stay in jail long enough. We need to make criminals responsible for their actions. We need law and order. Thank you. <laughs> I would now like to have Dana Blair, Whittier, widow of slain Los Angeles County Sheriff's Deputy Steve Blair, whose end of watch was May 12, 1995. My name is Dana Blair, and I'm the widow of LA County Deputy Sheriff Steve Blair, who was shot and killed in the line of duty by a known gang member Freddy Fuoyava while exiting the patrol car in a gang ambush on May 12, 1995 in the city of Linwood. Fuoyava was arrested, convicted of first-degree murder, and received the death penalty. Every time a member of law enforcement is killed, it's like reliving the murder of my husband all over again and losing another member of my family. I flew down from Northern California this morning to lend my support to the families and members of the Almonte Police Department. My heart and prayers go out to the families, friends, and co-workers of LA, Almonte Police Department's Corporal Michael Paredes and Officer Joseph Santana, who were brutally shot down while doing their jobs and saving someone that had called for help in fear for their lives. Just like my husband, these brave souls ran towards danger to make sure that the public was out of harm's way. I am here for you. Justin Flores was a cold-blooded killer who shot and killed two police officers who had responded to a 9-11 call from his wife who was in fear for her life. Justin Flores was a convicted felon who had a lengthy history of committing crimes against others. Flores was a known gang member and felon who was illegally carrying a gun and used that gun to shoot and kill two police officers in cold blood. 
had he been caught carrying he had been caught carrying the firearm prior to this and walked away with a slap on the wrist with probation only. If he would have been given a three-year prison sentence for this, as he should have, it's my belief that we would not be mourning the murder of these two heroes today. For this, Gascon, we hold you responsible. The public deserves to live in a safe environment. When will District Attorney Gascon stop supporting the criminals and start holding them accountable and prosecuting them to the fullest extent of the law? When will he proactively start considering the public safety and supporting the victims? My guess would be never. His track record shows his focus is on assisting the violent criminals and not seeking justice for the victims trying to keep or trying to keep the public safe. The only way to change this is to hold Gascon accountable for his negligence and suspect actions and get him out of office as soon as possible. If not, I truly fear how much worse the crime against innocent people will become if he is left to continue on this destructive path. I recently learned that my husband Steve's killer, Freddy Fuava's case, has been sent back down to the LA County DA's office and I fear what the outcome will be. I want to say that I'm hopeful, but unfortunately the man who holds the power has no consideration for the public nor its victims. May God help us all. Thank you, Dana. Very powerful speech. I'd now like to uh, call up Tanya Owen, widow of Los Angeles County Sheriff's Sergeant Steve Owen, whose end of watch was October 5, 2016. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Tanya Owen, and I'm a 32-year veteran of law enforcement. I am also the widow of Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department Sergeant Steve Owen, who was executed by a career crim criminal in 2016. My husband responded to a call of a 911 of a burglary in progress. When he made contact with the individual, the individual was actually able to get a shot. My husband didn't see that shot coming. It hit him on the forehead completely disabling him. He fell back. There was nothing he can do. He was completely out. At this point, the career criminal, instead of fleeing the location, purposely ran up to my husband, stood over him, and shot him three more times in the face. Second shot on the forehead, third shot in his eye, fourth shot on his cheek. And if, if that wasn't enough, the fifth shot he took and shot my husband's badge. I'll tell you what, as a law enforcement officer, when someone does that, he is clearly sending a message that he just does not care who stands behind, uh, who stands between him and what he wants to accomplish. I'm here in solidarity with the El Monte Police Department, the community and the families of Corporal Michael Paredes and Officer Joseph Santana. This press conference should not be happening today. And these two officers should have gone home to their families at the end of their shift. The failing policies of the Los Angeles District Attorney continue to wreak havoc on our communities. If it were not for the District Attorney's soft on crime approach, the suspect in these officers' murders would not have been on the streets after his prior offense. The district attorney's policies have resulted in the loss of innocent lives, 
unnecessary bloodshed in our streets and now the murder of two police officers. We are saying enough is enough and we in Los Angeles County deserve better, Mr. Gascon. We need a district attorney who will fight for victims of crime and hold criminals accountable. The recall effort of the Los Angeles District Attorney is going strong, but we must continue to fight. We have three more weeks to collect signatures. Please sign the petitions and let, let's bring an end to the senseless crime wave that plagues our county under this District Attorney. As a community, we have to remember that this is not just another tragic headline story. These families should be celebrating the incredible law enforcement officers, fathers, husbands, sons, and brothers. These men were over on Father's Day weekend. Instead, they are grieving. The deaths of these heroes will forever stay with these families. Their lives are changed forever, just as October 5th, 2016 changed my life forever. To the Paredes and Santana families and to my brothers and sisters with the Almani Police Department, I pray for you. May God lay his healing hand on your hearts and keep you in his loving embrace. Thank you. All right, we're going to come back on the air here. That is a press conference out of El Monte, sponsored by the El Monte Police Officers Association, a tribute to the two police officers who were murdered earlier this week, and also a recap of the horror of George Gascon's policies as L.A. County District Attorney. The speaker you just heard has been on our show quite a few times. It's Tanya Owen. She's the widow of L.A. County uh, Sheriff Sergeant Steve Owen, who was murdered back in 2016. Uh, one of the first speakers, Olga Garcia, is the mother of one of the Selene police officers. And uh, we talked to her last hour. We're going to replay that if you missed it in the five o'clock hour. But <clears throat> clearly what they wanted to do, and I hope they got a lot of media attention, because it'll help the recall effort. They wanted to call out Gascon's policies and what it's going to do to make things worse. I mean, this started in 2011 with AB 109, known as the Prisoner Dumping Bill. It continued with more horrific things like Propositions 47 and 57. But now it has tripled in its horror since we have George Gascon as L.A. County D.A., who has taken this even further. And Gascon, in this particular case, issued an illegal order. He issued an order that said prosecutors cannot count previous strikes when they prosecute the new crimes. And Justin Flores was committed a new crime in 2020 when he was found as a felon in possession of a firearm. That's not only a felony, it's a strike. And Gascon said, well, disregard the previous strike. Yeah, he doesn't like gun enhancements of any kind. A judge later said that was an illegal act that Gascon committed. And an appellate court held up that decision. So Gascon committed an illegal act, and that's what allowed Flores to escape with probation instead of a three-year jail sentence. And I don't know how a DA gets to commit an illegal act that leads to a double murder. It seems like there should be some criminal liability. He broke the law. How is he not liable in, in, in some criminal way for that? I, I, I hope he is prosecuted for that, but I don't. He'd have I, to prosecute himself, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe the state ought to step in. Oh, I forgot. It's Gavin Newsom who agrees with Gascon on every single bit of this insane ideology. You notice how quiet Newsom has been, other than to give his thoughts and prayers out to the families. 
He and Gascon are the same guy. He appointed Gascon as the San Francisco DA years ago when when Newsom was the mayor. You know, I, all of these guys should be held accountable for this murder. Gascon directly, but Newsom. Newsom shares the exact same philosophy. So does most of the legislature. So does Eric Garcetti. So does most of the city council. This, so does nearly all the supervisors, the county supervisors. This is not just Gascon. It's a system-wide belief that a guy like Flores should be given probation instead of a three-year sentence for his second strike. They're all complicit in this double murder of the cops, but they're all hiding now. If this doesn't give the cushion they need for signature collecting, this unbelievably horrific event this week and the death of two police officers in Almonte, which even the El Segundo Times can trace back to Gascon when they put out a story finally last night about this plea deal this guy made, which kept him out of state prison where he should have gone because he's got a strike on his record, as John just summarized. This should really motivate the last 150,000 registered voters in L.A. County to sign the petition, get us the cushion we need, and get this on the ballot. Uh, one side piece of news that I think is connected to this, one of Gascon's operatives, and I remember seeing this name before he was out there on Twitter and other social media defending Gascon, Alex Bastian is leaving Gascon's office. Uh, he was Gascon's uh, assistant in San Francisco when, when Gascon was the DA there. 11 years he's been with Gascon. He just announced he's leaving to become chief executive and president of the Hotel Council of San Francisco. Yeah, he's getting to help out of, them revive the tourism industry. He's getting out of the business. Yeah, it's be, a sinking ship. It's a sinking ship, and there's going to be a lot of uh, people uh, uh, looking uh, for new. Yes, yeah, and and he doesn't want to be associated with Gascon's name anymore. He needs something else on his resume to cushion the uh, the the shame. That, oh, because uh, if Gascon is bounced, if he's recalled, all these people are losing their jobs. All these people they're he brought all, in, these public defenders that he put yeah. on the the DA staff. Right. They're all making big six-figure salaries. Some of the salaries. crazy women that screamed at the police, uh, they, they enjoyed the police getting attacked. And, yeah. Yeah, they were they were rooting for police to get murdered. Now they got the murders that they rooted for, that they protested for, they campaigned for, they fundraised for. How does it feel now? You got what you wanted. And now you've got uh, a number of kids without a father. You've got two women who are widows. You heard um, Olga Garcia, the mother of Joseph Santana, crying so hard on our show and in this news conference. This is what you wanted. This is what you took to the streets for. Are you happy? Is Garcetti happy? Garcetti is the one who called the, the LAPD killers. Okay. Now we have two cops dead. Make you feel good, Eric? Proud of yourself now? In the 5 o'clock hour, Eric Sadal, who's president of the uh, L.A. Association of Deputy uh, District Attorneys, he will join us. He's at this news conference in El Monte, but he'll speak to us about all of this concerning Gascon. The uh, website, of course, is recalldageorgegascon.com. More coming up. By the way, this whole story has gone into the L.A. Times memory hole. Yes. No story on the front page anymore on any angle. It's all gone now. They did their cover your ass story, admitting that Gascon's responsible for the murders, and now they've gone into seclusion. Bastards. John and Ken. All right, again, it's recalldageorgegascon.com, and they put out the word today that just because they have gotten to the point of uh, collecting enough signatures to put the recall on the ballot— doesn't mean it's going to happen. They yeah. need a cushion of 100 to 200,000 signatures at Cause, least. Because some are going to be thrown out.
because uh, that's what the system does. Uh, nobody in government here in L.A. County wants Gascon recalled. So they'll find a ways of throwing it out. And you just ask the people who ran the Mike Bonin campaign. I've, I've talked with them. They say absolutely positively we had enough signatures. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's only because Bonin dropped out on his own that they decided to drop the, uh, the, the uh, protest against the way the signatures were counted. They didn't have to anymore. Right. But, uh, yeah, they, 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 they screwed around it. And that was uh, the city. Uh, this is the county, the county registrar. And, of course, they're, they're going to throw out a lot. So, no, we don't have enough to qualify. We, 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 we need a lot more. We need 150,000 more. And we've got only, what, uh, less than three weeks to do it. So, I, I, I don't know. After you hear, heard that last uh, half hour, what do you have here? You have, you have uh, mothers, wives all explaining what's happened. They, they lost their sons. They lost their husbands because all the crazed crime. And Gascon is letting these people out w w now with no punishment. Justin Flores got zero punishment for his last crime. Zero. Instead of three years in prison. This crowd that likes to let the prisoners go free, and we found it really odd that the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon doesn't believe in gun enhancements when this progressive woke crowd's really always worked up about guns and how do we affect gun control. It's a strange disconnect. But for a moment, let's go back and talk about the hysteria over passing something in Washington, D.C., dealing with guns and try to put it back in perspective. Uh, there is a story in The Washington Times <clears throat> concerning the nation's mass shootings and some new data that's been released. And um, it's called Gun Violence Archive. Almost all of this year's mass shootings or what they classify as mass shootings, and we'll get to the definition of that in a moment, have really been done by gang members shooting at each other. Sometimes neighborhood arguments, sometimes robberies or domestic incidents. What is fairly rare is what we saw happen in Uvalde and in Buffalo, the lone gunman. They account for less than 4% of the total of these, quote, mass shootings. So you need to keep that in mind because the media focuses on these sort of lone gunman shootings. And this leads us down this path where we always end up in a dead end. What are we going to do and how are we going to get the guns out of people's hands and how are we going to control the violence? But the media makes you to believe that it's happening all the time everywhere. And while shootings are happening, it really just goes back to the same old gang problem or other things we can't control, uh, domestic violence or some other type of neighborhood dispute. So the uh, Washington Times poured over 267 mass shootings recorded this year from January 1st to June 15th and matched them against police and media reports to determine motives and circumstances. Roughly 60% were heat-of-the-moment altercations, <clears throat> gang-related shootings or both. Another 10% domestic incidents in which relatives were victimized. 27% were a mix of attacks on specific victims or they could be robberies gone awry or cases in which a motive couldn't even be figured out. That left a little more than 3% that could be described, and this is the way they put it, as indiscriminate rampages by deranged lone wolves. Now, that's not to say that this is horrible when this happens, when you have 19 school children killed in Texas and 10 people killed at a supermarket. 
in Buffalo. But you, you need to have the perspective to understand that we're not dealing with something that is growing out of control no. and uh, ridiculously. It, it, it's, it's very hard for people to uh, understand the relative risk uh, of, of certain dangers in life. But the risk of your child getting shot in a school shooting is extremely tiny. The risk of somebody in a gang-infested neighborhood getting shot is statistically, in real life, much higher. And much of the killing is going on in gang neighborhoods. They don't report on all those Chicago homicides. There's hardly no. ever a story. There are some media outlets, and they're more conservative in nature, that put out a report on Monday. Well, you should see the toll in Chicago this weekend from uh, murders. Yeah. You, sometimes it's like 20. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's often in, in double digits, and it, it's consistent. It goes on all the time on the weekends in the same city, and it's largely young minority men getting killed by other young minority men. But because of woke culture taking over the media, taking over activists and politics, that's not reported on. Nobody seems particularly upset about it. There's no activist groups demanding an end to it. There's no press conferences, there's no marches, there's no nothing. Simply an acceptance of all this death. And then when one guy gets loose in a supermarket, and that is horrendous, it's horrible. But there's endless days and weeks of coverage on that guy. And all these other lives are lost every weekend in many major cities. It's Chicago, Baltimore is really bad, L.A.'s had a bad problem too. And it's yeah. intentionally not covered. It's a perverse form of racism. It's almost as if those black lives, hundreds of them, don't matter. They, they, they did not give a lot of attention. There was some attention paid, but it was mostly local to that Sacramento shootout. Remember that? We mm. covered that. Yeah. Six people died, 12 wounded. That was a shootout among gang members. Right. And because, That's all that was. Because it was gang members. Because it was not a lone wolf deranged gunman, right? Right. They, they, they didn't get the kind right. of coverage that these and, other shootings have gotten. And so what ha what's happened is woke world has this weird, warped, inverted sense of what's important and what's not important, what gets coverage and what's not covered. And after a while, against your will, you, you inadvertently start going along with it. You know, it's like you check the story. It's like, oh, that happened in a gang neighborhood. And you don't really read all the way through. Or you don't watch the story all the way through, if it's even covered at all. But then we're all trained now, if it happens, you know, in a grocery store, like up, up in Buffalo, okay, we know this is going to be several days of coverage. This is more important. Why is it more important? It, it, I guess it, it's uh, more important because most people don't think they're going to get involved in a gang situation, hanging out at three in the morning in downtown Sacramento. and But they could be shopping at a grocery store one day and some crazed lone gunman comes in and just decides to take it out on the world. I guess that's why it does reach people. Because people I kind of understand. People accept, you know what you they have. They can't relate to being in a gang situation. You ha yes, but you have a lot of normal, regular people who happen to live in poor gang neighborhoods. And they are the collateral damage to this. Oh, absolutely, you're you right. See? And 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 the the, the black. And, and that's and, what happened in Sacramento. Some of those killed were not gang members. And that's why when they do the polling, and you're going to see this reflected in the voting, increasingly, is the people in those neighborhoods want more police. They want them fully funded. They want to have more police coverage in their neighborhoods because they're living literally next door to these mass shootings, which are happening rarely on their block. And because of warp woke world, we got the impression that all these people wanted all the police kicked out. 
Well, right. no, they didn't. That was the weird, sick fantasy of white liberals, wealthier white liberals, who wanted to remove the police from the areas where they were protecting minority residents. Well, what kind of racism is that? And why is it, cover- why is it not covered as racism? Yeah. It's, it's like closing all the public schools, which largely educated minority children. That wasn't the biggest racist act you committed against a generation of kids? Of course it was. But it wasn't covered that way. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. It's a national embarrassment. That's Governor Dippity Doo will tell you the latest embarrassment coming up after 4 o'clock. He's made another move to try to set himself up to be president. Oh, I'm kidding. President of the... I'm not kidding. President of the United States someday. Mm-hmm. He's been involved in strategizing because his days as governor doesn't even care. It's a shoe in that he's reelected, and that's not what matters anymore. So four and a half years early, he's checking out. Yes, he's already got his sights set on Washington, D.C. Because, I mean, talk about it. Yeah, because life is just so wonderful here. Imagine what he could do for the nation. We could have cops getting shot all over this country without getting punished. Uh, oh, last hour we did chickens, right? We yeah. got cats. Well, first one comes from Russia. Yeah, you have to doubt some stories when they come from countries like China and Russia. But eh, this happens every now and then. Apparently, a woman, I guess, as Joe Biden would say, dropped dead. And, um, well, she lived with 20 cats. And um, they didn't find her for a while. Do you know where this is going yet? Yes. Yeah, they ate her. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I don't blame the cats. She's already dead, right? And so we don't want them to die. So they, they need some they need some food. So I, I can't blame them. They're they were on their own for two weeks. Oh. And one expert said, what else are they going to do? Exactly. Now, where would where do they go first? Like, where do they start? Well, as the body decomposes, they'll probably find the soft spots to nibble mm. on. Right? And I, I would say your best bet is if there's any fat on the body. You know, that's probably your easiest. Eric has raised an interesting point, Deborah. Yeah, what's that? That animals can eat humans, but humans can't eat animals, according to you. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, the cats did not kill the woman for food. Right. The woman died. Uh The cats were left alone. But it's okay. So they were hungry. She's already dead. Did John and I kill the cow we ate? You didn't, but other people did so that you could eat the cow. Do you see where I'm going with this? No. <laughs> what about roadkill? That's okay. Uh, <laughs> to eat the roadkill? Too many ethical questions. Well, that's better than... Uh, I'm going to get myself too- in trouble here, but it's better than hunting down these animals. If they happen to get hit by a car innocently, then that's a, a separate issue. All right. Brings us to our second cat story, which does have a better ending. But uh, I couldn't even imagine this, and I looked at the picture... And this time it involves a man, apparently a man in Minneapolis who was living out of his car uh, with 47 cats in there. <laughs> 47? Ranging, in age, ranging eat- in age from less than a year to more than 12 years old. Did they eat him? No, apparently he called 911 because one day he parked the car and the temperature outside climbed above 90 degrees, which it doesn't do that often. This is 50 miles north of Minneapolis. Oh, man. 
and he realized he was in over his head, so he called 911, and sure enough, they came, and they, they took a photograph through the, one, the front windshield of all the cats sitting in there. It's actually pretty funny in the New York Post. <laughs> so, so the cats were all cooking inside the car. Yes. Oh, he you, said he had already given up 14 of the cats. Can you imagine the odor? Uh, I, so the rest stop was one place where he would just park himself and live. But I guess because the temperature got so high, I mean, you can roll the windows down, but probably that only gives you so much. Uh, I, I knew- he was trying to do his best. I guess they were breeding and giving birth in there. If you uh, end up with 47 cats, they must have been self... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Self-creating. I didn't say anything about breeding, but... Um, well, that's what would happen, right? If you've, if you've got... Because it's not like he's getting these cats spayed. He's probably picking up a bunch of strays. So if you have, like, just even 10 cats in the car, well, they're going to start having uh, rampant, crazed cat sex. Yeah, and next thing you know, here out comes a litter. And how many cats come out of a litter? A lot, right? Six, seven. A lot. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, they I start breeding. He didn't call nine one one. Passersby oh. saw what was going on and decided this isn't safe, and they called nine one one. Ninety degrees. So I I knew somebody, uh, and they lived in a college dorm room, right? And somehow the girlfriend moved in, and brought a cat. So it was the two of them and the cat. Holy moly! What one cat could do. In an enclosed room with 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 a litter box, the stink in that room. Ew. Oh, one one cat. I can't imagine the stink in uh, with forty seven cats and it's uh, over ninety degrees outside. Don't you have a cat? I do. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Does your cat cause any trouble or smell? Uh, my cat is not allowed to smell. That oh. was the deal we made. Oh, it's like you could live here, uh-huh. but you can't stink. Oh, okay. Actually, my cat, because it's upset with me at times, and I don't know why. Oh, I can't I know. The cat, the, the pets all take out their psych- psychological issues on me. She walks to my office door and will rarely lay a big poop right in front of the door. You ignore her. That's probably what it is. Or well, you don't no. give her enough. You don't give her enough attention. She she jumps up on the armrest next to me. Like you know, at ten o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting on the sofa doing reading, right, trying to prepare for this. And she hops up on the rest and she sticks her head in my face and it's rah, 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 <laughs> demanding that I uh, you know rub her and uh, pet her. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I look at her. Love. I look at her and I, it's like I'm busy. I got I got I got stuff to read. All here. right, well, what there are you go. So Why then, else would you have a cat if you're not going to give it attention? I'm not, not now. I'm busy. Then she walks over to the door and lays a big plop there. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You don't need a, a, a cat psychiatrist to figure that one out. <laughs> I can't uh, please everybody. We got more coming up. John and Ken. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. 
or visit buylegacygold.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.